We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast welcome into the wednesday edition of the pack a day podcast i'm steve perhatch joined as always by dusty evely and no sarah kelleher out on pto vacation days for sarah um we're gonna miss her but it's gonna be a lot of fun we've got some good stuff to talk about dusty how you doing man i'm doing good man yeah definitely uh definitely miss sarah uh she's you know living it up on some island or something somewhere i don't know doing doing fun island things as near as i can tell but uh yeah no i'm happy happy to be here uh you know we're not quite talking football, but man, the season's kind of coming up. Um, we had a schedule come out today for some of the events and stuff. It's 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 still a little ways off, but it's it's feeling like it's starting to creep a little closer. So I'm 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 feeling good today, man. We've got timelines for Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> We've got you know, trade requests. We've got potential you know interest from Packers from. I dare I say an inside linebacker like dude I'm I'm freaking jacked up but we do uh, and we're also going to do uh, a Packers from Mount Rushmore our mm-hmm. own Packers Mount Rushmore so uh, thank you to Sean Franken for that idea a couple weeks ago we're going to do this right now if you guys obviously after listening want to tweet us yours we'd love to hear it but so we got a, a really fun episode I think it's gonna it's gonna take place while the we're recording this while the Bucks are currently losing to the Suns so um as a host, I'm going to be doing a really good job back and forth between the game <laughs> and this. But, Dusty, I don't know if you heard this, but Aaron Rodgers played some golf today. Golf. A golf sport, Steve. A on sport. Tuesday. And he was competing against Tom Brady. Everybody loves Tom Brady. I know that. But uh, there was one clip. There was one clip that's going around the uh, Twitterverse right now. So, Aaron Rodgers was asked point blank if he will be the quarterback week one for the Green Bay Packers, and he said, I don't know. <laughs> Definitely not the tone that he used, but uh, do you want to set the situation for us of uh, kind of what went down? 
Yeah, I mean, so they've all got, and I, I did not get a chance to watch you know the whole golf match because I, I don't know, I'm an adult, I have things to do, I guess, <laughs> work, and I have children and things. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's they asked him this, and they've got like they've got earbuds in, so it's almost it almost felt like while they're doing it, people are talking to him, like kind of heckling them. And I know it was, it was like Larry Fitzgerald and Charles Barkley and uh, and and I can't remember Brian Riley, Anderson, Brian Anderson, and Rogers is like. I don't know, doing conservatively 25 miles an hour in a golf cart. He's kind of, oh, he was booking it, man. He, he was like booking it. flying, looked to be maybe off-roading. <laughs> Checking over the shoulder to make sure it always passing <laughs> yeah. him. Like, yeah. He's, oh yeah. He was going hard. He's got this thing in his ear. He's flying fast and I've ever gone to the golf cart and he's looking around. They're like, so uh, who's playing quarterback week one? He's like, I don't know. I don't know. But again, going very, very fast in a golf cart. So, I mean, it's one of those like, I don't know. He's he's playing it coy. He's doing what he's been doing all offseason. I don't know why we expect him to do anything different. Like, it'd be nice to say, like, hey, we're working towards something. Um, but, you know, he's also trying not to die in a golf cart. And he's he's clearly having a very, very fun offseason just messing with anybody and everybody. So, uh, so, yeah, I mean, it wasn't – it did not seem – it's almost flippant the way he said it. It did not seem mean. It didn't seem calloused. It didn't seem like he was holding any grudge. He just legitimately was like, I don't know. Well, I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see who's there. So he's having a fun time with it. No change from the rest of the offseason. They asked him a question point blank. I think he did say, and again, in a joke, he told Charles Barkley, I'll, I'll tell you next week in Tahoe, uh, you know, what, what I'm doing here. I guess they, they must be maybe meeting up for some more golf, which Aaron Rodgers will smoke him in, I assume, because Charles Barkley still, like, I have a better swing than Charles Barkley, which says nothing. Oof. But, uh, yeah, I, don't, I mean, there's not a whole lot to glean from that. He said, I don't know. So are they close to him coming back? Who knows? Is he never coming back? Who knows? Are they looking to trade him? Probably not. But also, who knows? We learned nothing, but it's something to talk about. So here we are. Yeah, I, I'm watching the video again, and he just smokes the speed bump, like no slowing down. So I don't, he's clearly not coming back because he has no no worries about his health or his getting injured from anything like that. So clearly uh, that's an indication he's not coming back. But mm-hmm. no, it's it's been fun. Like it, the whole competition and the golf match, everything like it's just they're trash talking each other. They're ha- Everybody's having a good time, and it's fun. And no, he's not going to answer a question about his future at a, at a fun golf event. Like, he's probably just annoyed that he got asked that question. He knew it was coming. You guarantee you he knew it was coming. But, no, he absolutely is never going to answer that question. I just I just fully anticipate him showing up for training camp. Like, that is what I anticipate happening. And him being like, what? Like, why are you guys surprised that I'm here? I never said anything. You guys all said stuff. So that's kind of what my my anticipation is going to be. But I, no, it's 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 fun. Like Brady was talking to Gronk on his eye, his earbuds, and they're like called Rogers lazy because he's having a lazy off season. Like it just, it's just a lot of fun. It was a good time had by all. Uh, and no, I did not anticipate that answer that question being answered. But next up, Dusty, we have dates. We have dates for Aaron Rodgers to report to training camp. So the Packers officially released their dates for training camp. Um, Trying to pull them up now. Here we go. So we have got Friday, July 23rd. Rookies report to camp. Uh, A couple of fun runs mixed in between. Monday, July 26th is the Packers annual shareholder meeting. 
Veterans Report on the 27th. So Tuesday, July 27th. Mark your calendars for 9 a.m., 8 a.m. I'm not really sure, but we'll, we'll get you that in the next episode um, as to what's going to happen for that. So, And then first practice begins on the 28th. So right there, that's what you're looking for. And family night is August 7th. So lots of fun. Dusty, you have any... I mean, it's, it's a couple of dates there, so there's no big takeaways, but anything you want to add to it? Yeah, Veterans Report on a Tuesday, which means we'll be talking about it, so that's content. Ooh. Um, that'll be nice. Yeah, nothing Ooh. to add. Yeah. I mean, just like we talked about with all this stuff, we have no idea what he's going to do. He could, like like you said, Steve, he could show up and be like, I don't know, this is all blown out of proportion. And then also, he could retire the day before, and neither of those things would shock me in the least. So, yeah, I'd, I, I'm just, again, we're, you know, a few weeks out from uh, from the vets uh, vets coming coming back and showing up. So, uh, again, football's around the corner, man. It's, it's, you know, regardless of the Aaron Rodgers stuff, it's just exciting that, like, oh, that's this month. That's pretty awesome. And a, and a side note, uh, Schefter did tweet out today that Aaron Rodgers was not on the opt-out list on today's transaction. So we were trying to piece it all together and figure out what happened. But, I mean, the best we can assume is – the date was Friday at 4 p.m., Monday being a holiday uh, officially, so everybody's back today. They they released the transaction report, and Rodgers did not officially opt out. So uh, Florio can go pound some sand and go cry into his, his pillow that uh, Aaron Rodgers has not opted out, and uh, he'll, he'll conjure up 17 more scenarios for Aaron Rodgers to be gone from the Packers. Sounds but awesome. Officially, he is not opting out. Now we're going to get to the really important information. And the thing that I'm super excited about is that uh, there's a report that Quan Alexander, <laughs> inside linebacker Quan Alexander, has received some interest this week from the Packers and the Bengals coming from Sirius XM Football Dynasty. I, I mean, dude, if they could score Quan Alexander on a vet, vet minimum, get him into camp, see what happens, dude. Uh, I don't know about you, but I'm, I'd be pretty damn excited. Yeah, yeah, it'll be nice. It'll be fine. I mean, you know, we've talked ad nauseum about my feelings on inside linebackers, but it would be nice. I mean, the guys there at the very least, you know, the guys that they have are not, uh, they've not been around very long. There is some promise there, you know, with the, with a couple of those guys, but to have uh, have a vet in the room uh, that can kind of challenge for that and, uh, and kind of teach some of those guys along the way while also possibly being a starter and stepping in there right away. I mean, that's... Uh, it would make the defense better from a couple different angles. So yeah, but listen, I'm not a break the bank for an inside linebacker type of guy, but if you can score a solid piece uh, for a low price like that, a guy that's kind of been around knows what he's doing. Yeah, I'm absolutely sign me up. First time I've ever agreed with Dusty on anything, which is pretty impressive. <laughs> Sarah's pretty not here. It's usually yeah, a little, exactly. more, a little more jovial. I know we need the third, like the third voice is normally like we need somebody like the argument voice and right now we're just kind of like oh yeah that's a great idea i, th- I agree with you this is what happened before because i listened to a couple of episodes like a year or two ago when we first started and sarah wasn't involved we were super nice to each other it was yeah. so weird like i didn't it, it felt it really awkward doesn't feel right it felt awkward so um next up we've got uh some nfl news where we got a wide receiver for the patriots who's looking for a trade uh, 2019 first-round draft pick, Nikhil Harry, has officially requested a trade from the Patriots. So, Dusty, my question is, how many first-round picks do the Packers send to get them? Uh, as many as they can, right? I mean, it's how many do they have? I mean, you're going to have them for a couple of years, so it's two to three. 
I'd assume, or or just you know him for Rogers straight up would be. I mean, that's that's kind of the thing there. Um, that's the move. That's yeah, the move no, right I think there. that's the move. Yeah, no, I mean it's 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 funny that that he wants out because he's not been good. Like he's he's not been good, not because of where he is, but because he just he hasn't been very good. They've been trying to get him touches. Uh, they try to get him in space a little bit, and uh, and he's just he's been straight up bad. Like maybe a new situation helps him. Um, he's one of those guys like. If you can get him in for like you know something super super low and you you kick him around to see if something sticks, that'd be nice. But he's he's shown nothing so far that I've seen that shows that he's going to become like a good NFL wide receiver. There's not like no translation. So yeah, I don't know, I don't know because of that two first round picks, Steve, just two, I think, just two. Okay, no. that makes sense. No, I'm I'm looking up to see if I can find the the release from his agent who asked for it because some of it was pretty funny. He and uh, naturally it was all typed out in a iPhone note of and course. then just screen screenshotted and and you know sent out to everybody. So I've been working in cooperation with the Patriots behind the scenes to put in place uh, to allow Nikhil to thrive in New England through two seasons. He has 86 targets, which obviously hasn't met the expectations of Patriots and Nikhil had when they drafted him a dominant downfield threat who was virtually unstoppable at the point of attacking college. Like, dude, come on. Like, I, I understand you're trying to sell your wide receiver, your, your client, but whew, two years in the NFL, you can't scratch, you can't sniff anything. And you're calling him a dominant down the field. Uh, yeah. I get it in college, in college. It still, it still was a bit much for me. Like I understand it's, it's, you know, agent speak and all that kind of stuff, but man, he, it was, it seemed a little bit hard, like going a little hard for it. So, but yeah, I, I'm fully on the board with, with Dusty, like maybe a sixth round pick. Sure. Fifth round pick. Maybe. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm six or seven. I think I'm not just based on what he's showing. I'm not going five. Like if they were, if they were desperate for a guy of his set, that you were like, well, maybe sure. something shakes like, okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. A five, but. I don't know, the wide receiver room, and maybe it's just me being optimistic, wide receiver room being where it is now, I think they've got, like, a really good mix of guys that do different things, uh, and, and I just, like, it's one of those, like, we, we talked about this with Funches before, like, I kind of like, you know, the things he's been saying in the offseason, and you like some of the stuff that he's shown, and it's still, like, you can squint and go, I don't necessarily know where where he fits in with, like, their top, especially since I, I don't know how wide receiver heavy they're going, like, is he cracking, is Harry coming in and cracking the top four? No, probably not. And if he's not coming and cracking the top four, I'm not giving up anything above like a, a six for him. But I, I just, it's it's hard to see a path for him in Green Bay only somewhere. My only thought as to why they might consider it, uh, especially like if it is a six or a seven, and that's all they need to, to give up, is the fact that they don't have anybody signed like yeah. past this year. Like, and you get control for a guy for potentially three years if you really think his skill set is good, and Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love could throw sure. him some good balls like he'd be better in our offense and their their offense like that he, okay you could you could maybe talk me into a late round pick but if anybody you know third fourth fifth like yeesh, yeah. Uh, yeah yeah that's uh that's a that's a bit rich for that so all right dusty we have some of uh created content for us um let's start talking about your packers mount rushmore so let's do four people ultimately your choice of who you think are the four four of the most important people in Packers history and um, players coaches GMs whoever it's it's wide open to you um, you know if you got like 
the the Jesus dude that stands in the that's in the stands all the time. Then you can you can pick him too. <laughs> so this is all to, all up to you. What's uh, what's your four? I did not pick Vince Lombardi. I picked the guy that dresses like Vince Lombardi that goes to the games. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, so we we talked about this. Um, I think it was Sean Frank and uh, that sent us this question a few weeks about uh, three weeks ago. And we we're like, well, this is too much for you know, after the show question here, but we wanted to make, we wanted to spend a little more time with it. So I mean, even when that was posed, I was like, okay, I've got, this is going to be easy. It's, it's, there's a ton of Packers history. I've got two, two that are locks before I even start, which means I only got to fill two positions. That fourth position was tough. I know we talked about this, Steve, you kind of had that issue too. So my four, you know, first off the bat, Curly Lambeau, like that was, that's a lock for me. You know, that was help found the, the Packers with, uh, with George Whitney Calhoun, 200 plus wins, six NFL championships and coach the team. And I'm going to get into this again a little later with another one of my guys coach a team that really helped, uh, bring the forward pass into the NFL kind of, kind of help popularize that, bring that in as a weapon, as a way to run your offense. Like he's, he's, he's one of the big coaches that did that in part of in part because of someone he brought in. But I mean, just the fact that he's the founder the stadium is named after him uh, and was there, you know, was there as part of the, the team that brought in Lombardi there as well. Like you, you can't discount any of that. And so I think if you're making Mount Rushmore for me, I, I could not have him without Curly Lambeau. The other lock that I had when I said I had two locks, the other one, fairly easy, Vince Lombardi. So he had, you know, five championships in seven seasons, three straight NFL championships, winner of the first two Super Bowls. So this is insane. Okay. So Lombardi comes in in 59 In 58, they go one in 10. One and ten. Lombardi comes in. They go seven and five, which was their first winning season since forty-seven. Between then, between sixty and sixty-seven, his stretch there, they went to six NFL championships. They went to six championships. They won five, including the first two Super Bowls. So he took a team that had been one and ten the season before and created an absolute dynasty that is still, I mean, so like pretty much unmatched to this day. I mean, you know, the Patriots, blah blah blah. But what he did with that turnaround and that sustained success there until the until he left. I mean, it's insane. The end of the, the Super Bowl championship trophy is named after him. It's the Lombardi Trophy. Like so, that was those two guys. As far as not just their places at the Packers, but in NFL history, yeah, I couldn't have it without those. Number three was as close to as lock as I could get. This was the third guy I thought of. This was a guy that needed to make it. And that's Ron Wolf. We just talked about Lombardi. Lombardi left after the 67 season. They won Super Bowl two. He walks out. He goes, you know, starts coaching uh, Washington you know, a couple years later. So the Packers won the Super Bowl in 67. Between 68 and 91, the Packers made the playoffs twice, two times in that stretch. Between the time, <laughs> and this was 72 and 82. So this is between the time Lombardi left and the time Ron Wolf came, they made the playoffs twice. Wolf came in before the 92 season. He had a very clear picture. If you read his book, if you've not read it, um, the, the, the Packer way, it's, you know, it's, it's half of it's a kind of like inspirational business, how you run a business, but he really does talk about, you know, how he crafted the Packers, the mindset he went in with. He came in with a very clear vision, not just of what he wanted the team to be, but I mean, he didn't take a role in that team. He rejected role from them in the past. That was not what he wanted it to be. He wanted clear control. He had a clear picture of what he wanted to do. So he comes in for the 92 season, completely overhauls the culture. He's there from 92 to 2000 over that time. So one of his first moves, he brings in Mike Holmgren. Then he, then he trades a first round pick for the Falcons' second-round pick a year before. I, I talked about this on a game in Wisconsin thing a couple years ago. That would be the equivalent of... Uh, so Drew Locke was a second-round uh, second pick in 2019. That'd be the, the equivalent of Drew Locke being drafted in 2019 by the Broncos in the second round. Going 0-4 with two interceptions and the Packers giving him a first-round pick for him the next year. So just an insane pick. After he does that, 
He's in, he's in there nine seasons. The Packers make the playoffs six times, two Super Bowl wins, two Super Bowl appearances, one win, no losing seasons in that entire stretch, which I know this doesn't sound like much. You know, it's nine years, no losing seasons. They were eight and eight under Rhodes, and then every other year they had a winning season. That's So they had nine straight non-losing seasons. They only had six non-losing seasons the previous 24 years before Wolf came in. So you talk about a guy that came in and just completely overhauled the culture, set up that team to what it is that we all know today. That was Ron Wolf. Uh, so I had to have them on there. And my fourth one, this was tough because it could have gone a thousand different ways with this. I looked at uh, Willie Davis just for what he did, just sheer dominance during the Lombardi era. They didn't have sacks, but if they did, he would have been top 20 sack and, then, and like probably top five if the if the teams passed more back then uh i thought about jerry kramer just for what he done the offensive line i thought about Favre. think of a guy like tony canadeo or jim taylor but ultimately i went with someone who i just absolutely love it's don hudson and i talked about this earlier with curly lambo just what he did what those guys did and with arnie herber and you know all, all the all the guys there was just to popularize the passing game, what they did with the passing game. I, I pulled up, you know, his stats are are comical. So in 1935, he came in, he had 420 pat, uh, receiving yards, which doesn't sound like much. Um, but the leader that year was 264, 264 when the year he came in. Like teams were just not passing. They were not passing. Hudson comes in by, he comes in the 35 season by 36 He's the receiving leader with, with 536. Uh, and then my favorite was in 1942. He plays in 11 games, put up 1,200 yards. 1,200 yards, 17 touchdowns Ooh. in 11 games. Like just total dominant force uh, during an era where, the, you know, again, helped popularize the forward pass and, and just everything that meant not only for the Packers but for the league as a whole. So that's what I went with. It, you know, it killed me. I thought about putting Rodgers on there, but with um, you know, any any modern guys, any guys that are still playing, I had our time with since we're talking about Mount Rushmore here. So my four are Curly Lambeau, Vince Lombardi, Ron Wolf, Don Hudson. Steve, who you got? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. 
at hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Yeah, I, I mean, we've got a couple of the same ones. We were, we were trying to mix it up a little bit. And so I did, I did Lambo as well, just because I, I mean, I couldn't, I, I, he wasn't on the list of like to start. And then we started talking. I was like, how do I not have the dude that the stadium is named after <laughs> yeah. on my list? Like that is just, it just had to, it was like one of those, like, okay, that has to be one of them. Um, and then I also put Ron Wolf on there as well, just because again, like to me, that's, I I'm not as steeped in tradition. Like I don't know as much as Dusty does about like the past and ever. Like I I know enough, but I don't know the nuances of everything. So I went with Ron Wolf as well, just because he is the guy who orchestrated the comeback of the Packers that has led all the way up until today. Mm-hmm. I mean, he started that. He groomed Ted Thompson to be what he was. Got him there. Like he is the reason the Packers are what they are today. So that was one for me as well and then i did take brett Favre. uh and we talked a little bit about this beforehand it was a aaron Rodgers brett Favre type of question that i had in my mind and i said we we talked about it a little bit and i was just like you know all right rogers story is still unfolding mm-hmm. you don't know all of it and you have all of Favre's story like you you know what he did what he was uh, you know everything, like most everything about him at this point, and sometimes he's coming out saying dumb stuff. But man, you cannot knock the things that he did when he was a Green Bay Packer. He was unbelievable. He was, you know, he was he was the heart and soul of that team, and it was uh, it was amazing to watch him. And you know, growing up early on when the Packers sucked, and all of a sudden you got this new guy. This new guy comes in. He's got all this, you know, it's piss and vinegar. And he's all excited. And he's bouncing around. He's smacking people around. Like it was fun, man. It was really fun. And then I, uh, last one, I went with Reggie White, and we, you know, we we bantered back and forth about this one too because it was was he with the Packers long enough to be considered a Mount Rushmore? And you know, I think one of the things that that was so huge about Reggie White was he made the Packers that destination. Like, it was okay to come up here. It was okay to come to Wisconsin and play football and get paid to do it because nobody was doing it beforehand. Uh, It was not a place anybody wanted to go. So he changed uh, in in that level. And then then what he did in the Super Bowl, like what he did in his time in Green Bay, like he was – and I think the big thing too was inside and outside the field. Like he he made such a presence in that in the community and the things that he did. It was it was it was unbelievable what he did in the short time that he was there. So that would be my my four would be uh, Brett Favre, Reggie White, Ron Wolf, and Lambeau. So I think that 
wraps it kind of up. Uh, like you, you don't have anything else on top of. Uh, were there honorable mentions you had? No, I think Willie Davis. I mean, I, I looked up right. something on Willie Davis. Willie Davis was kind of one of my next men up, and part of that was just because this this stat. So it, it was estimated again that his sacks were not a an official statistic at the time until I think the year after he retired, if I'm not mistaken. Um, it's estimated that he had uh, 120 plus career sacks, uh, which again puts him in the top 15. Um, the thing that's crazy to me, and so I looked this up the the year the year he left, the last year that uh, that he was in the league, the top pass attempt, the top quarterback, the top pass attempt for quarterback was uh, Sonny Jurgensen from Washington with 442. This past year, it was Matt Ryan with 626. So 184, 184 more pass attempts, and that's not even the highest. I mean, Matt Stafford had a, a year of like 720 some odd pass attempts, but it, this is you know roughly 30 percent more uh, pass attempts per game now than they were at you know when when he re, when he retired. So it's kind of one of those man if they tracked him. And if they pass nearly as much as they're passing today, I mean, you could be talking about the all-time sack leader. And so for me, like just just for what he meant, you know, to all the guys in the locker room and what he meant to that team and what he meant to a de- defense that was dominant during that stretch, uh, I think, you know, he's in there. You know, I think, you know, the other guys like – Nitschke, you mentioned Reggie White, someone like Johnny Blood, you know, someone like there's like you could you could have a list of 30 honorable mentions. But I think Willie Davis was the guy that that I nearly had on that list. Yeah, it was. a. I mean, it's bad. I mean, Packers around Mount Rushmore. That's just a difficult thing to, to, yeah. to figure out. So question time, my friend, we got a bunch from uh, Twitter. So the first one is from Don. Do you trust people who don't like Oreos? No. <laughs> no, I know I do not. I I do not now, nor have I ever. <laughs> Very simple answer. I I still do. I still do. I mean, I like to put my faith in people, and uh, every once in a while, you know, there's there's just things that some people like that others don't. And if you're crazy enough not to like an Oreo, I'd like to think we could still have a conversation. So. <laughs> Next up, our good buddy Matt Pickett. Since Sarah's not here, what's your favorite thing about her? Also, what's her worst food take ever? We did discuss this previously, and it's a pretty much consensus answer. So, Dusty, take it away. Yeah, I mean, you know, for starters, you know, what I love about Sarah, I mean, really legitimately, uh, you know, we've been doing this together, uh, I think, the, the three of us for a couple of years. And, you know, weeks here and there, we're not there. But, uh, you know, I love this. The, the One of the things I love about the Packers community is you get to know people. But, uh, you know, some people I know you know, offhanded. And some people I really get to know, you know, I've been able to talk to Steve and Sarah here every week for the past, you know, two years now. Like she's, uh, loyal, uh, remarkably funny, um, very smart driven. I mean, you guys don't see this, but we, we, we talk for, you know, we record for, you know, anywhere usually between a half hour to an hour every week. Well, we talk for 45 minutes before that. And usually 20, <laughs> 30 minutes after that, like, uh, we've gotten to know each other really, really well. And she's just, she's a, uh, a wonderful person, you know, not to get too sappy here, but, you know, she's someone I'm beyond proud to call a friend uh, that that, you know, just I I like to think makes me, you know, somewhat of a better person. Um, but she's I mean, there's there's I think the, the question is, is there anything I don't like about Sarah? And the only thing I don't like about Sarah is um, is some of her food takes. Uh, <laughs> and again, it's not even a trash food take. It's just my favorite because it was fairly early on. And we were I think one of the questions was like, what's your favorite restaurant to go to? And what, what do you do when it's really, really fancy? Uh, it's like, what's your fancy, yeah, fancy yeah, restaurant? What's your idea of a fancy restaurant? And with complete and utter <laughs> earnest, she was like, 
man cheesecake factory man just and that like the feeling i got like i laughed about that like that's i was talking to steve ahead of time like that's one of those like 50 years from now i could see sarah i'd be like hey sarah you've been to cheesecake factory recently like like not a it's not a garbage take by any stretch of the imagination no, because the cheese- cheesecake factory's good. i like cheesecake factory but the fact that like where do you go with like your fancy restaurant and that's that's what she came up with that was like no hesitation cheesecake factory man all day and that's uh, uh and that prompted me. us to get her a cheesecake factory yeah. gift card for her birthday Absolutely so, kills me. <laughs> and I would say, I mean, the, the one thing I love about Sarah is that she was able to step into a podcast with the two of us where she didn't know us as two, you know, nearly 40 year old men. And she just, just hung right with us. Like doesn't mm-hmm. give a crap. Like we can give her crap left and right. She gives it right back. Like she just, it was, it was such a natural fit. And like the, the fit, the, the way that our relationship is between the three of us is just, it's just so much fun and there's no effort between it. So yep. it's, just, it's just, it's really cool. Um, the fact that she can just pick that right up with, with all of us and just start talking Packers was, was pretty amazing. And then, yeah, to see that relationship grow over time and, you know, um, uh, we're already trying to figure out ways we can go to a Packers game together for all three of us, uh, figure out, you know, at some point we'll be getting, we'll go into a Sarah, a Sarah Kelleher wedding and stuff like that. So, you know, it'll be, a, it's, it's really exciting. So, um, but yeah, great question. We do, we do love Sarah, even though she does love the, uh, love the cheesecake factory as a fancy, <laughs> fancy restaurant. <laughs> Next up, we've got pack. Uh, we've got pack, pack backer, smoked brisket, or smoked beef ribs speaking to us personally dusty so i love smoked brisket man like i like ribs as well but uh i don't know i'm i'm i just i i just love brisket man i just just absolutely adore brisket so yeah you can't go wrong but for me it's brisket yeah i've been on a a really big uh smoked beef short ribs uh kick when I can find them at Costco and I've been, they've been much more prevalent now, which has been awesome. So every time I go, I buy two, two of them, you know, 60 bucks for the both. And, uh, this weekend, um, I actually ended up smoking both of them on, uh, I think that was on Saturday. So yeah, uh, beef short ribs right now. I'm still, I'm still working my way. I've never done a, a brisket yet. So that is one thing I am working my way up to and making sure that I want to do, but, I know it's a, a huge, huge process. So, yeah, a little, little worried about that one. But next up, Jordan Walsh. Which Packer added this offseason is slash will be the biggest fan favorite? And which Packer is the biggest fan favorite now that will not be on the roster week number one? Follow-up question is, what food was missing from your 4th of July party? And, Dusty, I'm going to let you take this one because we – shockingly agreed again on all of these takes so yeah. go ahead i think uh packer out of this offseason is gonna be the fan favorite i think it's amari rogers i mean i think from the moment he was drafted that's what he was destined to be he, he steps into a role that uh you know that that i think was you know you had Irvin in that role uh somewhat but he was kind of always a stopgap so you got a guy that is a huge gonna be a huge contributor in this whole floor offense immediately and also i mean just from everything you read about him an incredibly hard worker like uh, just an incredibly hard worker and very 
very smart dude. So I think people are going to just absolutely love Amari Rogers. And uh, biggest fan favorite now, but will not be on the roster week one. Man, I kind of hope he is just because I love him so much. But I, I, if, I assume everyone's like me and you've fallen in love with Kurt Benkert this offseason. Like he just, he seems like a very, a very good dude. He went to, uh, he went to Paul Brettel's house for 4th of July. <laughs> I have no idea how that happened, but I imagine Paul was just like, hey, what if you stop by? And he was like, cool, I will do that. Um, he had a uh, video he posted uh, yesterday of him riding a skateboard to Lambeau Field. Mm-hmm. He had that video a couple weeks ago of him wearing the Master Chief uh, from Halo outfit and getting into a Lamborghini. Like, just legitimately. Like, again, I, I don't... It'd be cool if he makes the roster. I personally don't see it, but he just seems like a legitimately cool, legitimately good dude, uh, a lovely wife, beautiful uh, baby daughter. Like it just seems like a good dude. So I mean, I, I absolutely love him. Uh, I just I just don't see it happening, unfortunately. But he's been. It's been. It's the summer of Benkert, man. I just I absolutely love it. <laughs> uh, what food is missing for my Fourth of July party? I don't know, man. I had you know the hot dogs outside and watermelon and homemade ice cream. So I, you know, I've got zero complaints. I'm sure there's, you know, maybe a burger would have been nice or some pulled pork or something, but I I've got zero complaints about what I ate. Yeah. We're, we're completely on board um, with, with the, the players and stuff like that. As far as my July 4th, like had a great time, burgers, brats, hot dogs, all there, you know, all the good stuff. The only thing I could think of, maybe, maybe a bomb pop. That would have been good, you know, straight up nostalgia, a bomb pop. But, um, you know, there were cookie trays. There was Rice Krispie treats. Like, I I mean, I'm not going to complain. It was a good, it was a good day overall. So had a lot of fun. Saw some friends I haven't seen since pre-COVID. Met met a couple of the kids, met a couple of their kids for the first time. Like all that good stuff. So uh, it was a lot of fun. All right. Eric Rose wants to know. Uh, he has a question for us with, that apparently requires Sarah. So obviously, what type of cheesecake is is best at Correct. Cheesecake Factory yeah. or something? Something along those lines. I I can only assume. Rate but. the macaroni cheese balls. <laughs> <laughs> In the meantime, he wants to know. I'm curious about your favorite trick play idea. If it works or not is irrelevant. The concept is what it's about. The kickoff, throwback, the reverse pass, fake field goal, etc. What's your uh, what's your favorite trick play, Dusty? So the modern one that's been in vogue has been like that that Philly special where you get the the kind of pitch and then the quarterback leaks out and you throw it to the quarterback because that worked, uh, you know, Super Bowl obviously. But one of the reasons I love that one is uh, when other teams run it with quarterbacks I don't particularly care for, and then it goes horribly. You get uh, you know Tom Brady not catching a pass, or you get Kirk <laughs> Cousins diving for a ball, you know, ten yards out in front of him and falling on his face and you get a really good image out of that so i mean it's you know mechanically it's a really cool play uh and, and it usually does spring the quarterback open but when it doesn't work um it's it's really really funny to me um so that's the modern one i mean i think it, I, like an older one you don't see very much is the statue of liberty like that's such a, such a fun play i mean obviously the the one that that i think of i think the one a lot of people think of is uh boise state and the win over oklahoma you know all those years ago in that bowl game uh was such a just just, just tremendous run play and i think when that's run well it's really really cool you just don't really see it very much but i that's that's definitely on my short list my first thought was uh hook and ladder so no. thinking vars- varsity blues you know <laughs> here we go hit billy, hit billy bob <laughs> and uh go for six so <laughs> but the only other one i could think of that i always really enjoyed is the surprise onside kick you know, immediately makes me think of the Super Bowl with uh, was it the Saints and the Colts? Yeah, 
uh, that they did that. The Packers game where they played the Patriots in New England and they did it with Rodgers was out. Like that, like uh, it's always, a, you know, the way that they do it or the, the a quick little squib and and uh, the kicker tries to jump on it as soon as it hits 10 yards. Like that's always pretty cool. Like I always like those ones. So that for me, that would be the that would be the most fun one. And then we've got one more. So it's double 21 pack 52. Who uh, I think I think this one's for me, Dusty. I don't know for sure, but I'm just <laughs> guessing. Who has been your favorite Packers inside linebacker, and why? Which player would you like to invite to a barbecue? I mean, if you're cool with it, I guess I can start on this one. Have at it. Uh, I think my favorite that Packers inside linebacker that I've seen of all time is Nick Barnett. Just that 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 quick twitch sideline to sideline dude that has that violent the violent tendency like when he was healthy and he was good man like he was ready to go he was just destroying stuff in the running game he was making plays in the passing game he honestly he's what you want for the Packers right now Mm -hmm. and um he was he was just amazing and uh fingers crossed that some of the Packers inside linebackers can do some things now but it's it hasn't been great in the past decade, fifteen years since he's been gone. Yeah, <laughs> outside, yeah. outside of outside of Desmond Bishop for like a year or two. Like Hawk was um, Hawk was fine, Hawk. I guess. But he was okay. like he wasn't a number five pick. He was okay. No, he was not. No, he, he was, was okay. Uh, so yeah, that, I guess that would be it. And then player, I would like to invite to a barbecue. We did have some pregame discussions about this one as well, and I ended up going Jair. Like I think he would come in. He'd grab a couple hot dogs. You know, he would probably, like, commentate on what's going on, like all the people coming around, hang out in the background a little bit. And then once the bags boards opened up, I think he would just go to town. He would just sit there and destroy people left and right and then talk trash to them. And as the host of a party of that barbecue, I would just love to watch that. I would love to watch my friends get roasted by Jair Alexander. They're like, oh, dude, you suck. Like, I can't believe you thought that was going to go enough. I think that would be a lot of fun. So, what yeah. about you, Dusty? Yeah, no, I'm with you. I, I'm, I'm with you 100% on Nick Barnett. I mean, I've often said he's, I, I mean, the, my favorite linebacker I've watched. You know, I'm not going to go back, you know, further than that because, you know, it's not like I saw, you know, Nitschke or anyone play. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, it's Barnett. And then I've, I got a couple uh, for the barbecue. I think if, if you want to party, if you want to liven stuff up, I'm bringing Zadarius Smith in, man. Because that dude, like, he brings his own party. He has, you like, you, you never see him, whether it's a video he's recording at home or out of a game or during a game or on the sideline or anything. He just brings energy, man. He, he carries energy with him. And, you know, he's, you know, he went to UK. So, you know, just right down the right down the road from here. So, uh, so if I can get him back here, and you know, I just live out the party. You, you bring in Z, and if you want a little more low key, I think AJ Dillon. I I love AJ Dillon, man. Like, just he seems like a legitimately good dude. Uh, like, kind of like a little more soft spoken. Uh, but I, I just like really interesting guy. So I think if I'm looking a little more low key, AJ Dillon. But if I want if I want to liven stuff up, I'm I'm bringing in Z. Yeah, I, I completely see that. Like, and then you know Preston's gonna be like right there, <laughs> right, like just lurking in the background, just, just looking through, lurking. looking over the fence. Yep, <laughs> just making sure. You know, like from uh, Tool Time or whatever the home of <laughs> Wilson. Show. Yeah. yeah, he's got a bucket hat on. He's just peeking over the fence. <laughs> you making sure you're doing okay? Okay, cool. We're good. We're good. 
All right. Well, thank you guys as always for the Twitter questions. We uh, always really appreciate them. It's uh, at Dusty Evely at Steve Perhatch. I, I almost went Sarah Keller. Jeez. I, I, I mean, we'll give it to you just because even though she's not here and on PTO at Sarah Keller four and at Packet A Podcast. So. Thank you guys. It's always fun to hear the things that you guys want to talk about. So keep bringing it up. We'll, we'll keep talking to them. And uh, yeah, man, let's 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 hit it. What you what you got for us? What's your closing thoughts? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I don't I don't have anything coming up this week. I think starting next week, um, I had been doing this this off season a little bit of uh, uh, looking back at past plays and trying to look at them from an angle you don't normally look at them from, both historical and schematic and and some of that stuff. I think uh, starting next week, I'm going to scrap that because the the season's coming up. Uh, the season snuck up on me a little bit, and I wanted to kind of take some of the core concepts that the Packers ran last year and group those together because um, because during the season we look at those at a week by week basis and we go oh, look they ran this here they ran this here you can kind of tie those together a little bit what i want to do uh between now and the season is i'm going to take some of their core concepts some of the stuff like the all go halfback seam stuff and uh and some of the 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 mesh variations things like that i want to take those and kind of group those together to look at how they ran those so i think starting next week i'm going to start doing that over on cheesehead tv and i think i've got uh what five five or six lined up and then they'll be like well it's going to be the preseason uh so it's so it's going to be uh it's again sneak up on us but uh but i'm kind of changing up what i'm gonna be doing starting next week so i'm really excited about that um that's gonna be really really fun i've already started looking into that and i'm really excited about that so hopefully that'll be next week i'll be starting that uh, but yeah besides that man just same as always man just just be nice be nice to people you know give give each other the benefit of the doubt i know it feels like we're kind of out of this pandemic stuff a little bit and and you know we're not <laughs> we're not <laughs> and even if we were um you know people are still you you never really truly know what's going on behind the scenes of someone's life so uh just you know if you have the choice to be nice just be nice that's all i got couldn't agree more um yeah i, I mean I, i'm not writing any articles i'm just uh hanging out just vibing it, man just chilling with the kids having a good time um but yeah just uh yeah make everything in your summer that you can like have some good times take that extra day off i'm actually going to be uh oh if you are listening to this before 9 a.m central time on wednesday morning six dollar tickets for the brewers terrace level they're going on sale at 9 a.m for all games Monday through Thursday for the rest of the season. So I'm going to be grabbing some tickets for me and my kids and my wife, hopefully, if she'll be willing to take a day off. She doesn't really like baseball, but <laughs> figure if I can sell it as a family activity, yeah. it might work. But, uh, yeah, so that's a little fun note for you guys, $6 tickets. So uh, do that if you can. But, yeah, man, just enjoy uh, enjoy the people around you. Have some fun. Packers football's coming back soon, 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 soon. It's going to be a lot of fun. So, Thank you guys for listening. Uh, We will talk to you next week. And as always, Go Pack Go!